Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome back to Unlucky episode 13. <clears throat> That's right, Halloween may be gone, but the spooks, they're going to keep coming as we go <laughs> from psychological horror to something more visceral. But until it. then, welcome back to That Time I Started a Podcast to read trash manga with my friends, and actually most of them were trash, but some of them weren't, a.k.a. Banished from the Heroes Party, I decided to read a trash manga in the countryside, <clears throat> a.k.a. The Trash Manga Friends Podcast. Yes, we are, as always, back again for our fortnightly show. Three people discussing two volumes of one manga. The good, the bad, but mostly the trash. Uh, I am your host, Sean, as ever, and as ever, I am joined by the magnificent Phil and Mike. How are you both? Hello. I'm trying to think <laughs> what you were referencing with your naming this time. So I'm sure I've heard of it. Replace the words trash manga with something. Yeah, um, yeah, I got that part. <laughs> if you just replace some of the words, you'll get the reference. Like, oh, right, exactly. yeah, sure. Like, yeah, that's how that works. <laughs> I, I came up with these like when we did the first episode or two, so I don't even remember at this point. Yeah, I wrote a few sentences, and if you replace a lot of the words and add a few, you get the full works of Shakespeare. Take some, take some words out, add some in, rearrange it a bit, you know. <laughs> in, out, in, out, shaking all about. <laughs> Can we not say that while discussing this particular week's manga, please? I, no, no. You said week. You've ruined it. So, uh, <laughs> we say week every time we you record. I've almost gotten over it. It's, you it's not a running <laughs> gag. It's We're not doing it on purpose. It's not a I bit. very specifically don't think I've ever said week. I think you've done it once a while back. Like I, I try to say episode. I'm I I'm try. mostly good at it. Mike's the worst these days. <laughs> That's because you had like several episodes of getting used to it, and then I just had those episodes of laughing at you, and I never had you... to like learn <laughs> yeah. the muscle memory. You're still here, Mike. <laughs> like you've been in every episode. Yeah, but you only get one person to say it, and then it's like, haha, we laugh at that one for the rest of the episode. But then you don't have to actually learn to say episode instead of week, and that's uh, it's awful. This is this is why I host, so I can come under fire. <laughs> I mean, you, you may as well. You you shout at me for my bad opinions. We shout at Phil for his bad choices for in his, manga reading. His, yeah, and we we shout at you for posting. Yeah, but uh, the the tables are going to turn because this time around for uh, episode thirteen, it was Mike who stepped up to give us a choice after uh, I picked in back in episode eleven a month ago with mm -hmm. Loveless. And there was no way I thought that you could get worse than Loveless. But, um, <laughs> boy. So, uh, this time around, we have been covering the manga Pooper, uh, which started back in March 2011 and ran until January 2014 for five volumes total. It's, uh, as I alluded to at the start, it's another horror series that we're covering this time around. Uh, it's written and drawn by Sayaka Mogi, who has done some other stuff, but Pooper is by far the most famous and notable work. It has not, to my knowledge, been officially licensed in English. I believe uh, Bookwalk or someone originally did the first volume and then went, no, we're good. And there was an anime adaptation back in 2014 by Studio Dean, which was 12 episodes of four-minute shorts. It's not streamable anymore, and I'm not going to lie, because this was back when I watched the first episode of everything. It was a fucking terrible adaptation. <laughs> Don't watch it. <laughs> you funnily enough like regardless of where we sit on this of good bad or trash 
you can't adapt this into an under one hour story. <laughs> like there's too much going on to do it in one hour in four minute chunks. So uh, yeah, well, it doesn't matter anyway because you can't stream it legally anyway. So you know. I can't wait to hear what Sean's opinion of this is at the end of the episode. <laughs> I I don't uh, look. You see, I'm, you can, the roles are reversed because usually it would be Mike by this point who's thrown it under the bus and given away his opinion two minutes into the episode. Uh, ah, dear. Good times. <laughs> but uh, t- talking talking of throwing things under the bus, Mike, it's the part of the show now where you uh, tell tell the people about Pooper. Tell them what you made us read for this uh, for this lovely episode. I feel it important to say before i do this full disclosure i had not read nor seen the anime adaptation of this before i suggested it i think that's important to say i did know about it <laughs> i knew about it well i will say okay because i i was kind of back in the day back in like 2013 when this was meant to air that is kind of day. excited for it because it was something a bit different to a lot of i think we were different. in I don't think Isakai had quite taken off at that point. Like it was there, but it wasn't like the whole encompassing thing it was. So we were still kind of in the Moe blob era of cute girls do X. So Pooper sounded kind of nice and different. It's it's just don't not as a short and not as a heavily censored show for reasons that will become evident in a minute. It just mm. like if you when you know when you look at the description of Pooper and you go, Yeah, we'll pick it up, but we, you know, we'll have to censor it and do it as a short. It's like, then why? Yeah, why bother, yeah. Why bother? <laughs> Uh, sorry, yes, Pooper. Tell, tell the fine people about it. This shit is infamous. Uh, if, you've, if you've been around a while, much like Sean and Phil have in the manga and anime scene, you most likely have he- at least heard of this before. But this story uh, is, focuses on a brother and sister. One day, the uh, younger sister uh, is out in the park and gets bitten by... I believe it's a rabid dog and then suddenly starts to go through a transformation where she turns into a monster and has to eat human flesh to survive and in this moment where the brother stumbles upon her in her monsterized form and need and wants to comfort her and try and bring her back mentally to a human state uh he she strikes at him and uh really really hurts him like really wounds him deeply and we then find out that not long after that that the brother is in fact unharmed by this because the the sister is required to eat human flesh but the brother seemingly has uh, gained the ability to regenerate endlessly and from there, you can see where this is going. <laughs> and that's what I'll say about the plot for now, because, oh boy, <laughs> it gets worse from there. Like, what was it the dog, the air quote, biting her? Or I, I thought it was the red butterflies. I thought that was the whole thing. Yeah, this, this has a thing with butterflies just being around, and the idea, it's called pooper because a butterfly pupates into like from a caterpillar into a butterfly and the sister is going through some sort of transformation as a result well, so like so is the brother because the, yeah. the idea as we find out later on is they're infected with some sort of virus yes yeah. yeah 
So the red butterflies are essentially the harbinger more than anything. Like they follow around things that have been infected with poop. Right. So okay. basically, if you see the red butterfly, you you get you get the fuck out of there. Or uh, as happened right, okay. to uh, as happened to you, mate, the little sister, you get got. I, I did read a little bit further um, before realizing where the volume was supposed to end, and. I believe it's briefly explained what the deal with the butterflies is at that point, or I can't remember if it's at the end. Uh, we, we do find out a bit about that. but I Yeah, think the volume sure. 2 sting is you're about to learn a bit more about the origins of it. But. but for the longest time, there's just these butterflies around with zero explanation. And I essentially thought it was just a metaphor, which it basically is. Butterflies being a metaphor, girl is transforming into something, and... Uh, Oh, it's violent. Uh, it's real violent. Yeah, this is a very... I think I use the word visceral on my notes. It's very, very yeah. visceral, both in Glory. art and tone. Yeah, it's... It is, it's, it's the style, because of the art style as well, it's uh, quite messy. Like, it just... Not, I don't mean, like, in the fact that there's blood and guts everywhere. I mean, like, the actual technique of drawing this is fairly sketchy and messy. And as a result of that, there are so many panels in this thing where you just have no fucking clue what you're looking at because <laughs> it's everywhere. Jesus. Yeah, I, there were definitely a few where it kind of just becomes a mess of kind of blood and guts and gore and parts of body. And you're like, what am I looking at here? This is just... Which, again, is part of the point that because as they go on, at some points they do just become writhing masses and I get that. Yeah. But... It makes it hard as a reader to go like, uh, what, what do you want me to focus on here? Or just <laughs> Yeah. Like, there are so many panels which were just like, as you say, writhing masses of flesh and yeah. monstrous images. It's like, okay, I can just skip past that. It's gross. I get it. Let's move on. It's like, it's weird that the shock value gets completely removed eventually. Like, it desensitizes you because it happens so often. So something I mentioned last week episode the uh, the <laughs> <big laughs> oh, Phil never does it never makes the mistake there you get go. Uh, correct. oh right okay <laughs> in my defense we recorded last week <laughs> we sure did <laughs> that's true uh okay last episode uh in Pigpen, mm -hmm. i mentioned um my reasoning behind picking that for our air quote horror episode mm. was because I feel like manga has trouble doing traditional horror well because yeah. you can't build the suspense. You can't, you can't get the shock factor quite as well as you would in um, a more animated media in like anime or film or whatever. And mm -hmm. it is the fact that in Poopy, you get the shock value in the first episode, uh, first chapter even, mm -hmm. of oh no, the, the girl's turned into a big monster. Ah! And then it's just lots of blood and gore. Yeah. Which isn't really horrifying. Because that's the thing. I, As I say, I had never read this before, or seen the adaptation, the terrible adaptation. But when I was first reading this, I was thinking this is actually not that bad. At the yep. first couple of chapters, like I legit, like oh, I, I maybe because my expectations were a certain thing. It's it's just you know not as bad as people were saying it is, and 
Yeah, because uh, you start with this first chapter of just brother and sister. They they're, uh, they live on their own because, of course, they do. And uh, uh, well, I, I I think... In fairness, for once, it's justified why they live on their own. Sure, it is. Yeah, but the, the mom, mom died of cancer and their father... No, she didn't. Too. She didn't die. She left the family. Oh, did she? Oh, okay. Yeah, she left because the father figure the is father an abusive ass. Yeah. Yes. Who you later find out gets a sick sense of pleasure from being violent, but yes. not the point here. Well, he, we'll get into it later, but he does. It always seems like he had an agenda to me. Like, sure, sure. But, a uh, twisted yeah, motive. But they they live alone because the dad's an asshole. Yeah, like, but my point is, reasons or not, of course they live alone because they always do. Like, whether there's reasons or not, they always do. I mean, sure, but it ties into the story. I sure, okay, one. not the point. My point is, you're introduced to these people. Uh, they do a lot of uh, slice of life esque style building where they like set the scene. They do a bit of Ponzi narration as well, and it's like, okay, okay, this isn't my thing. It's not, you know, I don't, I don't really care Wait, about this kind of thing. But Ponzi uh, narration, yeah, it's a bit of Ponzi narration. What? It's like, <laughs> it's like they talk about, they just go on about like butterflies and transformation and stuff, and uh, they. Uh, they right. But they're explaining the metaphor. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. They're just like talking about stuff which doesn't seem super relevant, but you're just like, oh, it's artsy and it's, oh, it's fun. Like, okay, whatever. So I'm like, okay, I'm not super into this, but it's fine. You know, it's absolutely fine. And then all of a sudden you get this weirdly drawn, weirdly set up scene with the, the younger sister in a, in a park. And then all of a sudden, you rock up with the brother, and the sisters just turn into a monster, and like has actually started murdering people graphically. Like, oh shit! Oh, okay, that's that's new. That's surprising. All right, cool. Yeah, all right. That that this could be going somewhere. And then they get this moment of this scientist lady, which I'm sure we'll discuss in a minute, is also there, and she's he says she says uh, something to the brother like, um, like maybe you can get through to her. Like, clearly just, like, egging him on into getting himself killed. And then you think, okay, I see where this is going. Brother's gonna talk the sister down. She's gonna transform back. And, okay, I see where this is going. And, oh, oh, she bites his head off. <laughs> just clean off. Like, oh, he just fucking died. So at that point, I was like, oh, all right. I, I see, okay, this is what we're doing. Because they'd spent a lot of time, like, developing the brother character in the space of time that we had short space of time a lot of it was focused on the brother and the relationship and he just died and that was that was very shocking that was a uh, very well set up like they had the good setup and they had the the punchline as it were and then it's not long after that that in in reading like it's a couple of days later or something in story but like it's later on that chapter that you realize the brother actually survives that attack because of his newfound regenerative abilities. Well, because the, the sister infected him and he, he, he gains regenerative capabilities. Yeah, yeah. And uh, this virus that he's infected with seems to be, uh, later on, it seems to be like a, a superhero virus of sorts, and uh, where it has different effects on everyone except most people just either die or turn into a grotesque blob. The idea is most people when they're infected, either their body just 
gives up and falls apart and disintegrates, which you do see it once or twice. Yep. Or they kind of emerge like the sister did into a, a monster. terrifying monster of sorts. But then maybe they'll go wild. Maybe they'll retain their personality inside. Not that it really matters because most of the time they're a monster now. That needs to eat. Yes, uh, needs to eat flesh. Human flesh. I don't think it has to be human flesh. Yeah, that part gets a bit muddy later on. Like this thing is not super great at explaining its own rules because they they say pretty early on definitively you have to eat human to survive. That's the only thing they crave, the only thing they want to eat, which makes sense for setting up the concept of this this plot. Yeah. Kid regenerates, kid that needs to eat. Sure, okay. But then later on, they really muddy that up by saying that the sister is eating the brother less and less, and that's because she's starting to eat like other animals. No, so what happens is she's trying, because obviously, you know, brother and sister, so she doesn't want to eat her brother because, you know, crippling mm. pain. Not so sure about that, when you get right. eaten. So she tries to move to other things, like I think that's when they discover at one point, like there's various animal carcasses or bones in the toilet. Or something yeah, like, like feathers in the toilet or but something. But it's it doesn't really. It's kind of like you're scratching an itch, but you're hunger. not. Yeah, you're not satiating it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it, it's the whole thing is very very gross and not very well explained. Like the pacing of this is awful. Is, I would it, all right. I wouldn't say the pacing's awful. I would say it has a bad habit of oh, a chapter's coming to an end. We need to keep the reader's interest. Let's skip ahead a few hours and now magically they're here. Maybe we'll explain why. Maybe we won't. Yeah, that that was something that was kind of weird in like the first couple of chapters. The first chapter ends with the brother dying. Yep. And then we don't see anything except the sister is going about her daily life because she's now turned back to a human, but she still has the craving to eat flesh kind of thing. Yeah. Yes. And then she starts, she's out with some friends. She's been missing from school for a day, I think they say. Yeah, yeah. So, oh, yeah because, you know, she just, she just murdered her brother, yeah. so she's yeah. a bit sad. Yeah. And yeah. she, while they're out shopping, she starts getting the craving again, so she runs away and then starts breaking down, crying in the middle of the road. And then her brother appears. It's like, no, I'm fine. And then yeah. it's like, okay, but we watched him get murdered. And then I think it's the third chapter when it actually flashes back to something else where you seem like this scientist lady's observing the sister. And yeah. then she's going to go check on something in the other room where they've taken the brother's corpse. They, they handle the disposal of all the corpses these monsters make, um, I guess. To make yes, sure it, do. it doesn't get out, essentially, like no, no one finds out the secrets. No, no, the general public aren't aware of it. Somehow, I think it's also to you know, contain the infection. Yeah, it, it, it mm, I'm, I'm less certain about that. It, it, to me, it's, it seems like that she wants to observe the virus. She seems to imply, but they're very much will tidy up all the corpses. We don't want people discovering anything. It might be partially to reduce infection, as you say, but but uh, she she walks in and finds the the brother's there. He's alive. He's just murdered all the people that were in the room with him, and then he rushes out and go finds sis. So it's very it jumps about with the time a lot, and it, it can be very confusing at times when you like. Well, in that in that very chapter you're talking about, they get reunited. Like he 
saves her essentially from going on another rampage and then it's like oh my god we're reunited and then we smash cut to her eating him in a bathroom stall <laughs> yeah yeah that does happen yeah it's like immediate uh, i i guess at some point we should really start to discuss the actual weird to say but the actual thing that makes this really disgusting <laughs> which is this is there's a weird incest vibe over this entire thing. I see I everyone's built this up. I didn't like I didn't. I didn't get that. He don't get me wrong, he cares for her a lot more than most brother sister combos. But I don't think it ever goes sexual or anything like no, that. There's uh. there's never any sexual contact. The reason why I say there's the set there's an incest vibe over the whole thing is because she and he, at some points, actively seem to enjoy the eating his meat sections of it. And I use those words because they use those words. Well, I think it, it might have been in like the bonus chapter of the first volume, I think. That mm -hmm. At one point, there is a, like a chapter where the brother's narrating his inner thoughts, and he's like, oh man, it like hurt at first, but now it's just like, you, you kind of get addicted to that feeling and it's like yeah yeah this is a little little weird yeah it's it's just got a, it's got a thin film of icky over it <laughs> which is again weird to say because of how graphic and violent it is and this is the part that grosses me out though because she like i, I get that she's satisfying a craving that she can't control but she is clearly like enjoying this more on more at a sexual level than a craving level. Uh, it's because of the like facial expressions and I like it's the ecstasy of like if you eat a really good meal, like a perfect steak or something. Yeah, but like, she I wouldn't I, say that's I, No, no, I think it's all a lot more than that. Yeah, like it, it, she looks like she's on the edge constantly. You know, she's about to break. You know what I'm saying? I never got that feeling at all. I must say, that's sad for you. Like, I, just, <laughs> I, I don't think I would ever go as far as what Mike's saying. Like, I, I didn't necessarily get incest vibes off it. She's not got an Agiho face, put it like that. Sure. I, I sure. don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if she did at one point. <laughs> yeah, they do want to crack I, it out. This it is the like, thing. But... Like, I, they never imply any incest or anything like that and they never bang let's make that they, they never bang, they never bang. At the same time like i i do kind of see what mike's saying yeah and disclaimer as we always have to for some reason when we read trash like this this is not porn <laughs> like it's we have to make it very clear that as disgusting as this is they do never bang this no. is not porn. it's uh it's vor it's, it's definitely vor i mean if you're into that it could <laughs> be porn but it's gore porn, yeah. it's vor, but it's never. Th there is never uh, any uh, traditional sexual contact. Okay, sorry, because I'm just flicking through uh, here as as we're talking, and I'm on the bonus chapter for volume one, which, as I say, it, it does have the whole thing where the brother's like, "Oh, getting eaten feels great." Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is like the bonus chapter is essentially the daily life bit that you don't really get to see because the thing tries yeah. to be very fast paced in the actual. I, I completely forgot about this part. At one point, they're sort of sat eating dinner, like normal dinner. Yes. Mm -hmm. And they're talking about how 
the sister eats him. Mm-hmm. And he has to rush off to the bathroom because he's like, oh man, I'm getting worked up thinking about yes, how my sister's going to eat that, me. Yeah. And it's like that. Uh, yeah. yeah. Mm. Fair enough. I, I misinterpreted that scene, but I can see that. If the intention was he's saying like, oh, I'm thinking about it and it's going to make me sick, that's not communicated very well because it very much uses the term worked up. It's also the fact he's blushing as well. Like if he yep. wasn't blushing and he's just like, oh, oh man, this is getting to my head kind of thing. Oh, I'd be yes. like, oh yeah, he's just... I think in my head I was interpreting it as like anemia or like that kind of response of like, you know, from having your flesh eaten a whole bunch. It's probably oh. not going to have good things on your body. Oh, I totally understand your mental desire to just retreat from this <laughs> entire thing because make no mistake this is garbage <laughs> like it's like we started by saying that's an interesting idea and then it goes about the rest of the at least the time we read not really explaining anything and just being gore and vor and grossness over and over and over and like that's it there's really nothing else to this it's just an excuse to be gross that's all it is. There's even other stuff which like gross on a different level. Where the reason why I mean, you actually see regenerating brother and hungry hungry sister being <laughs> like that's sort of a match made in heaven, if you will. Pardon the almost pun. And like I, you get how that would work, but for some reason this thing seems to the the story seems to need to put an extra level of abuse on top of it by saying the reason why she eats him specifically is not because he can take it and he can survive. It's because he takes a medicine which is given to us by the scientist lady that we still haven't discussed. And this medicine prevents her from changing as long as she eats him every three days. Oh, is that what it... I because the, me- the medicine's forgotten about very quickly. But, uh... it, it is. Yeah. Well, yes and no. It's, yeah. It's yeah, okay, they, yeah. They mention it once, and then like the next time it's mentioned, it's like, oh no, I have no more of the medicine. I haven't taken uh... it in days. And it's yeah. like that doesn't matter because that it it never became relevant in any point. I thought, see, I thought it was a repressant on him to stop him from emerging. No, it's it's know. it's because when she eats him, she absorbs it. I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, and it prevents her transformation was the idea it's like the writer of this wasn't wasn't comfortable with saying that she would eat him constantly because that would lower the deficit on all of mankind because he can survive it I mean I think that's do, impl- implied so, I do like, think they do talk about that like he does say I'll become her food source basically yeah yeah uh, but they they actually like spell it out like in a scene. I think Maria yeah. spells it out. I, I think the problem is they just sort of walk it back a bit when um, the scientist goes, "That that's fine and dandy, but you alone aren't going to do shit without this medicine because yeah. you're not going to feed her enough." Basically, and it's like, ah, did, is that necessary? I don't feel like it's adding anything to the story. I think the reason they do it is because the implication is. And they do pretty much say this that um, she loves him so much that she doesn't like it when she has to eat him because it's because it hurts him 
Yeah. And therefore, she would do anything to stop eating him. So they need an excuse why eating him is the only real option. <laughs> it's like they need this extra level of, I don't know, abuse or kind of emotional blackmail or something in order well, to make this that, believable. But that's, 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 you know, the kind of like conflict like that is what drives stories, Mike. It couldn't just be, oh, we fixed the problem, they live happily ever after. Yeah. No, I get that. But on the other hand, it's gross. Like, it's really gross. This whole thing is gross. The thing for me as well is it's like it just it is pointless because she still effectively has to eat the brother and why not just say well as long as she eats him every three days she doesn't transform what i think honestly the medicine medicine plot point i think because i mean hell they they all infer and they pretty much just say the thing is so that they can like the scientist people can monitor Hmm. the two of them and make sure nothing's going well make sure nothing's going wrong is what they say pretty much but so for all we know the medicine could just be a placebo and be absolutely nothing but uh um it could be but again they have no obligation to let them go or anything i suppose they could be like no you're infected with this very dangerous virus we've got to keep you here they're her guinea pigs is the point well yeah yeah i get that but the point is if you're saying it's for observation purposes then the medicine doesn't really do anything. But if you trap them in a cage, then they'll be like, all right, she'll transform. If you're just saying, okay, here's the medicine, off you go. We're going to be observing you. What what does the medicine accomplish? You can just be, all right, off you go. We're going to keep an eye on you. No, I agree. The medicine, at least in the two volumes we've read, doesn't really serve a purpose, but it's there to kind of establish a tie between them that you have to come back to us, even though the plot very quickly moves on from that. Very quickly. Again, you could just—it just feels like pointless writing in some ways. Because you could just be like, "Okay, yeah, fine, we'll let you go. We'll keep you under observation, but also you've got to come in for a checkup every week." I don't know. You could just do something like that. That's what they're doing with the medicine. Yeah, but again, the point is, the medicine is serving no purpose. They could just be like, "Fine, have." We know that now, having read more. Like at the time, we wouldn't have known that. No, we wouldn't. But the point is stuff is supposed to have a purpose behind it. No, I agree. There should be more of a purpose to the medicine, but I'm not mad at it for being included. I'm not mad at it being included. It's just they they introduce it as though, oh, this is like a very important thing. Make sure you take this medicine. And then it's just never really mentioned. Say, I think there's one point where it's like, oh, no, I forgot to take the medicine. But then it's I don't even remember what's happening at that point. It's just so inconsequential at that point in time because something else is already happening and who cares that he's not taking the medicine because she's not going to be able to eat him anyway. Yeah, the whole presence of scientist lady, who I'll now finally describe, is... It's, it's, it feels Maria, very... Okay, cool. <laughs> it feels very, <laughs> very pointless. Like That whole side plot. Because the idea seems to be that this scientist is, she's there at present at the first attack, and it seems to be that she is responsible for releasing this virus into the wild, as it were. And it looks like she's doing some sort of research. However, beyond that, we never, ever figure out why she's doing this research. We're sort of given the idea that she is 
mad scientist who wants to do mad scientist things and that's her entire motivation so we we do i don't want to say we learn anything because it's like Certainly right don't. at the end or yeah there, there, there is a thing right at the end of chapter 14 i think it is where um it's implied there was like another brother sister pair and it implies uh, Maria, the scientist, was the sister, I guess. Yeah, she's directly implied to have been part of the origin story of yeah. Cooper, as it were. I miss that entirely. It's it's like right at the end of what we read. It's basically Maybe. when they're on at the end when they're on the magical island somehow. Uh, they when um, the physical manifestation of the virus. I yep. guess the butterflies. Yeah, yeah, that, that does happen. Yep, sure. Like, in fairness, that's like right at the end, so I'm not mad at them for not explaining that yet. No. But uh, they show up and they're like, oh, let me tell you about like where it all began, I guess. And in that shot, you see like a family with Maria, presumably Maria as the daughter. Right, but maybe right. not, because at one point, I swear there's like a, a light. that. So Maria is dressed essentially as a witch, ye olde witch, mm -hmm. except with like a more of a floppy bonnet instead of a witch's hat, I guess. But Morticia Adams. <clears throat> sure. I've no idea what that is, but sure. Adam's apparently Sean. Wait, 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 oh, really? Oh, right, okay, I, yeah, like, I guess. Really? You don't? Oh, I okay. do now you said it. <laughs> okay. I, I didn't know her full name. I haven't watched that in like 20 plus years, Mike. Give me a break. All right. Uh, all right. But like, I, I feel like this could derail the entire podcast, but okay. Look, there's Puber, <laughs> and that's the only character you need to know. <laughs> but anyway, like, she's all in black, but I swear in other scenes, there's like a dressed in white version of her and i couldn't tell if that was a shading thing or if that's actually a different character because yeah, that one seems to be kinder in some way this know. does very much harken back to the messy art style it does yeah. give you a bit of face blindness in this like with the exception of the main characters who are pretty distinct one of which has a very weird distinct i think it's supposed to be a scar under his left eye yeah he has a scar yeah. kind of running like not a blinding scar but a scar kind of running through his eye if you've seen like the anime eye scar you know what yeah yeah your standard anime eye scar yeah to be fair i did like the whole so he gets infected after he's got that so that never heals it's kind of like um vampires in world of darkness in some ways yeah. you always regenerate back to how you were when you first got infected yeah so he'll always have that scar just like, yeah oh. i didn't i didn't mind that how did he get yeah, the scar I, who knows I but at the same time, like we regularly see him without his shirt, and he is just riddled with yeah. scars. His body is a mess. <laughs> yeah, like which quite makes frankly, sense. The fact the father isn't locked up is surprising. Impressive. Like yeah, I was. I always got the impression that the father is kind of a big shot in some regard because everyone seems to know that he's been an abusive asshole. Like his classmates talk yeah. about it a lot. Like not in a like a. Oh god! Like, like in the, they seem to be in it. They're all in on it. They're all aware yeah. that he's a prick. But he always, in the few appearances that character has, he always seems to have like an agenda or, as I said earlier, like a twisted motive. And he's still a dick. Like he still beats up the brother when they see each other. Well, we also, I want to say it's also implied he knows about the virus as well. Yeah, he's definitely doing something regarding it, but we yeah. don't really know what. He always seems to have like an entourage with him as well. So it, yeah. I'm thinking government spook. He has flunkies, so yeah, he loves government. Like or Yakuza, mafia. Or yeah, yeah, Yakuza. 
Yakuza, you get a Yakuza vibe, yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird one. He's, he's definitely an imposing presence. The story is a huge conspiracy, and everyone is in on it except for the readers. <laughs> Which is frustrating as shit. I mean, in fairness, <laughs> I'm pretty sure the next volume after, well, you read Beyond a little Only bit a little beyond bit, what like we did. Two chapters, yeah. I'm assuming volume three is where they start to explain shit a bit more, uh, considering that's about the halfway point by then. Yeah, we stopped at about halfway. Yeah. Like, just before. It seem, yeah, it seems like we're just on the part where, now let's take you behind the scenes of Pooper. Yeah. Considering, again, the literal embodiment is about to exposition dump. Yeah. At least as far as we read, though, even though we're halfway-ish, I can't help but think, why does any of this exist? Like, there, there doesn't seem to be a reason for any of this beyond somebody really wanted to explore their gore porn fetish. It's like the... What? Uh, like, why does this story exist? How dare you write it? No, that's the thing. There's like, there's no rhyme or reason for anything. It's like, um, do you guys ever see the Hostel movies? Uh, the what movie? Sorry, Hostel. It's uh, uh, the basic outline of them is a bunch of backpacking young adults uh, get captured and are sold for into torture slavery. Essentially, it's a it's a gore porn movie, and that just seems to be what I'm getting here. It's like there's no reason to exist beyond just being gross. And that's the only thing I can come up with, that somebody wanted to really get into being disgusting on multiple levels. Hang on, hang on, hang on. So what do you define as reason to exist? When I say reason to exist, I mean, what is explored? What is discussed? What is furthered? What is developed? So the core premise, which is, or the core question is, how far will a brother and sister go for each other essentially okay that's okay if that's what you're saying that's fine that's how, that was the interpretation i would get from what you've said there. sure okay. yeah that's fine uh we discover that in chapter one chapter two and then there's no further progression of any kind no <sighs> there is because there are opportunities where they have to abandon each other but they don't they fight on even though there's it would cause like the other one more pain one instance of that Happens several times in like the underground, the site underground, the facility that they magically end up in at the end of one chapter. Yeah, because I, again, I, time skip. You're here now. Yeah, I I <laughs> thought I might have like skipped a page when that yeah. happened. No, no, no. They, I think it's implied they get like stun gun from behind or something and then taken there. Yeah, there's a yeah. point in the story where they're just out doing their thing, just doing their everyday lives, recovering from being eaten and eating I think people. At karaoke or, or something, aren't they? Something like that. Like it's the most normal looking chapter you've had in a while. And then all of a sudden they're in a facility. Uh sister gets chained to a chair. There's a there's a little more than that. So basically like they're told they're like hang and I do like the fact that they try they're trying to do everyday lives, mm -hmm. even if they kind of know it's not gonna last. Sure, sure. But uh so yeah they're doing that. They're told by Maria get the fuck out of there. Then they're mobbed by some guy who, I don't know who he is, just some guy in a shirt. Some guy, yeah. He's, he's just some guy. Someone hired to get them or something, I guess. He appears a couple of times and never really puts up much of a threat to them. Uh, you then get the thing that triggers me the most, which is lovely, lovely, I'm going to stab your eye or I'm going to rip your eye out. 
which is uh, right. Yeah, yeah. The psycho killer. If you ever, if you ever want to get to me, like, oh, that's that one triggers me. Sure. Uh, he says something uh, like, "Yeah, the, I do like the the serial killer." Just to sidetrack a little bit, uh, the serial killer guy. They get to capture him because he realizes very quickly that the brother regenerates every time he stabs him. Yeah, but then it is explained that the regeneration slows down because he stabs him so often, which is a little bit of development you don't get anywhere else. It's it's referenced a few times that his regenerative powers are slowing down, but then he magically super heals a bunch of times, so who knows? Yeah, like, there's some limiting factor to it, which is never made proof of that. Yeah. And um, then he says something to the effect of, I wonder if I um, cut out your eye, it would grow back, which it probably would, and that's kind of horrifying yeah so yeah but then he go. turns the tables and you get kind of one maybe the interesting developments in it too which is that he has this kind of dark side to him split personality yeah, yeah. i assume it's something that's come about from his lovely happy family environment of getting beaten the fuck up well, all the yeah. time sure. so yeah he goes psycho at times basically well you find out as well he is like basically just putting on a mask sort of thing with his daily life and his sister because as a result of them being abused the sister is like terrified of even anything remotely violent yes or actually you find out that brother is kind of like their dad and like super enjoys it but because he knows the sister doesn't like it he basically just shoves that part of him away and tries to avoid it and things because like there's a flashback to when the kids and there was something with a dog and he ends up killing the dog and like the teacher's like oh my god why did you do that and he's like oh well it, it was trying to bite me so i hit it with a rock and hitting it with a rock felt really fun so i just kept doing it as and you do like that's that's fucking weird mm-hmm. yep. yeah i'm crazy yeah he's definitely has trauma issues as it was psychological issues from yeah his from abusive, being abused. yeah <laughs> yeah and so we're in this back to the, the the facility or also just before that sorry there's this moment where you find out more about the virus in so much as this psycho killer guy that tries to capture them at the karaoke or wherever they are um he does a standard serial psycho killer move and he licks the knife <laughs> sure. i don't know why you would ever do that just like because you're crazy. I'm so crazy. I'm gonna lick this bloody knife. And that's my so- tongue. So you you want to give them an infection when you caught them. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and sure. Um, but yeah, that infects him with the virus, and you see what happens to people who can't handle it. Uh, I think we referenced this earlier in the podcast, but uh, he turns into like this weird That's amalgamation the time yeah the yeah. second time they fight he goes ha i've won i've stabbed you. oh god i've infected myself <laughs> yeah just like explodes essentially into this <laughs> fleshy mess which is like oh well that that ended all right but then of course there's the time skip and it's like suddenly oh okay um sister is chained to a chair and uh brother is awake and on a vivisection table and they're just like ripping him apart uh, I think the fight happens after that. The second fight. The, the second so. fight, yeah, basically they're at karaoke. They have to fight with the guy. He beats the guy. Then suddenly they're locked up in this 
new as facility. I said, there's another voice, so I guess they got. I assume yeah, they like, got stun gunned or something. Pre- yeah, presumably they're knocked out from behind somehow. It isn't really clear. But then, yeah, you, you get the sisters blindfolded, chained to a chair, while the brothers on an autopsy table because the one of the docs there is very specific like oh man how often do you get to perform an autopsy on a live person i was was gonna say like if you've got infinite regeneration of course there has to be a scene where we put you on a doctor's table and push that to the limit although i could only picture the uh future armor episode of zoidberg in uh in roswell (laughs) 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 <laughs> <laughs> and like no if you sever those i won't be able to talk source faster <laughs> it's <laughs> like oh liver, please i've got three <laughs> the, pre- the president is choking on my gas bladder what an honor <laughs> oh love love your drama Way okay, more than this. That's gonna say that's your fun, right? Back to no fun. <laughs> back to no fun allowed. And also, it, the comedy keeps going with me. Like I couldn't stop laughing at the scene because there's this moment where it really is kind of like that with Zoidberg because um, they get to this point where because he's awake this whole time, the brothers yes. awake this whole time yeah. while he's being cut open, and he's like giving out to these doctors, and he's like, "Hey, no, I'm gonna kill you for this the whole time." And then the doctor then says, "If you better shut up, or you'll be sorry." I pulled out a fucking chainsaw. It's like, I mean, Whoa. In <laughs> fucking Looney Tunes got her in this. I mean, no, no, I'm with Mike on this one because he is already like splayed open. Yeah, <laughs> they're already removing innards and things like, and it, as you say, he's awake, so presumably he's not been given any drugs or anything to like numb the pain yeah like presumably he's feeling I, all of it i don't think the chainsaw's much of a threat at that point <laughs> I, I don't know it still it still hurts him well it the does, funny thing again he's he is splayed open guts pouring out like look you can be <laughs> splayed open guts pouring out if i put a chainsaw in your face you're probably not going to want that <laughs> no but <laughs> at a certain point it's like what are you gonna do Kill me. <laughs> That's literally what it is, though. It's like, what are you going to do? But Kill he me. doesn't oh, no. want to die. <laughs> it's also the thing that really gets me about that is effectively, as soon as he pulls out a chainsaw, the guy, the brother then says something to the effect of, You wouldn't dare. He just cuts his fucking head off or like sliced into his neck or something. It's like, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, what? Like he's already cut you open and he's pulling your guts out. What do you mean he wouldn't fucking dare? <laughs> oh, I could not stop. It was meant to be horrific. It was meant to be horrific, but I couldn't stop laughing. So it was, serious. Like... It was beautiful. <laughs> uh, it's, it's stupid. It was very stupid. But then, unfortunately, while that wasn't meant to be funny, the humor does end. And we go back to this super serious plot of someone frees the sister, uh, yeah, kind of the red butterfly boy. Right? Yeah, is that we him? Don't, right. We don't okay. know it at that point, but yeah. you don't know right. who he is at that point. But yeah, that's who does it. Yeah, it's some dude. He's like, yeah, go go down here, follow the light, don't ever, don't look into back. Darkness kind We're of. We're very subtle on our references. Don't yeah, look back. Yeah, it's it's a. It's a weird one. It's another 
artsy fartsy uh, narration type deal where they try to use a bunch of metaphors and none of them really land. I mean, it's not really metaphors. Pretty it's, clear. It's, it's really like, <laughs> go to the exit, don't look back. Sure. No matter what you hear, basically telling her to abandon her brother. Yeah. Doesn't explain why, just says yeah, no. That's what I meant by they don't really land. It's like, okay. Why not well, just I mean, save? he's trying to say so. He's trying to save her from the horror of seeing what's happened to him, because presumably, even he thinks he's going to die at this point. But. I guess, but yeah, it, it's it's not even clear as to why he frees her. This this dude that walks in, who apparently sounds like her brother, and also has the feeling that a touch, a hands of her brother on her face or something. Uh, I think it no. I think it doesn't sound like a brother because he's like that's a weird voice. But I think it's meant to be like his touch is reassuring or something like that. I don't know. It's real gross because it's another thing that's like that's a little bit wincesty. Like what? <laughs> it, it's just the way they go about <laughs> describing it. Go on. It's, it's the way they describe it. The way she's like, ah, oh, it feels comforting, like my brother. And it's like, oh, don't. Let, let's not talk about how comforting your brother's touch is. In the same manga where you have to repeatedly quote eat his meat. No, no touching family members. Don't don't <laughs> don't you dare hug your families. No lovingly, reassuringly <laughs> touch their face while they're blindfolded and chained up, please. But they're not, that not, is not the family the only members. Thing you're allowed to do, Sean, is eat their meat. <laughs> <laughs> if you must Just eat their meat, do it unreassuringly. Uh, 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 she loves shoulder roasts. Does. That, comes, <laughs> that comes up a lot. Like, oh, she loves the shoulder roast. I, I, I laughed at that. That was a nice little. <laughs> it's been, I'm guessing that was a reference to how in. Uh, I think most it's a Japanese anime, thing of like how Oni Chan and whatever the word for shoulder is are pretty much the same. Oh, okay. Because I, I thought it was a. I thought it was a joke to do with how in anime, whenever you have like a fight scene, it's always the shoulders that go first. Shoulders die first every time. Like every every fight scene in Bleach, for example, it's a sword to the shoulder, and they're totally fine. But it's always a sword to the shoulder every time. No one ever noticed this. Just 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 me. Just 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 uh, look it up. Just look it up. It's a thing. <laughs> like no one ever gets hit in the legs. You know, it's always the shoulder. Anywho, it's then after this point that it you you get given a well no fucking shit Sherlock moment of a couple of different things happen. Like, she walks in, she sees violence, and, oh, it's all very scary, but not really the point of the scene, at least. And it's revealed that she finds the brother, and they both plan to escape, because she didn't just run away. She went to go looking for the brother, because of course she did. And they try to escape, and he's like, no, I will regenerate. I will give you as much time to escape as possible, and runs directly at the... Uh, the people pursuing them. The army, or whatever it yeah, is at this army. point. Yeah, yeah. Whatever yeah. militarized force this is, yeah. And at which point uh, she goes, like, because he doesn't want her to kill anyone, is the main problem here. And you think, oh, okay, yep. But then she points out, quite rightly, I've killed a lot of people already. Yeah. What's a few more that are actively trying to kill us? Like if anything, these are the these are the justified ones, and she does this weird half transformation. I, su thing. I suppose the 
thing is, in regards to that, the sister hasn't killed, to our knowledge, hasn't killed anyone besides that initial transformation. Right. So I suppose it's a case of like, no, no, if, if you killed now, like, knowingly and willingly, that's different. I, I think the idea is they're each trying to save the other from falling further into the depravity of murdering and slaughtering people. It, it, it falls flat, in my opinion. Uh, it, yeah, it, it is a bit kind of... Uh, it whatever. feels like they wanted an action scene, is really what it feels like. We, we need an excuse for there to be a fight, and we've got this these super-powered kids, we may as well use them. And she does this weird half transformation thing where she gets like back tentacles in the style of uh oh whatever it's called, the little girl with invisible hands thing. Anime. Uh Elf and Lee, that's the one. Yeah. So oh get, right, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, that wasn't super descriptive. But I haven't yeah, ever like, actually watched Elf and Lee, but I was going maybe he means that one, just because of its reputation. <laughs> I'm hearing an episode coming up in the future. Uh, Does it have and, a manga? Oh god! No, no. Let's find out. Probably. Anyway, like they, so then they have this whole action scene where it ter- tries to lean more into the gross horror of it all. They try to inject some tension where these no-name, faceless soldiers get killed one by one, and yeah, again, it all falls flat just because it's gross. And why would you care? Especially because at this point, it's well established that these people are basically unkillable. So where's the tension? Where's well, the... no, no, all right, no. So the, what, how that scene actually goes is essentially he's pretty much running out of his regenerative juju, is what mm-hmm. they're implying, that like he's starting to heal really slowly from stuff. So they've pretty much got him on the ropes. And that's when she goes, no, I'll say it, and yeah, becomes the tentacle monster thing. And slaughters them all instantly, pretty much. There's no real fight. They're just dead. Okay, maybe I'm confusing a couple of scenes then, because isn't there another one later where she like somehow infects an entire corridor with with goop yeah that that that's around this point yeah like she they they get split off from each other cuz a roof collapses or something and she's walking around looking for him and this is after he's tried to choke like then a bit where he's he's gone on a rampage has completely forgotten who she is and almost kills her until she cries and then oh no tears save it's, you it's pretty irrelevant yep. and then it magically gets away and the roof collapses off panel and then oh they're separated now yep. yeah yeah uh, plot convenience 305 yep pretty and then much. basically you get a page where like the these armed mil- militaristic forces are walking through a corridor and it's just like blood and guts and everything just covering the corridor i guess like a half dead corpses, half dead soldier like crawls up to them like there's a monster in there and yeah it's it's implied that sister did something there i guess like it i'm saying it's like blood and guts on the walls and ceiling was that not not the guy from the lab that the brother had killed i think that's what i think you're on about it's super unclear regardless like Um, so much of this is super unclear just because of the messy art style let me find it again. I mean, sure, but it's not its not entirely relevant which one kills them, ultimately. Yeah, like, the, sure. just like... Cause I've, I've got the page up here, it's like the opening of chapter 10, pretty much. It's like a double spread, you've just got these people just walk into a corridor, and it looks like it's got stalagmites. Stalagmites, yeah. is that the right one? 
might tight ceiling. I'm going to say might. Sure. Um, and it's like, yeah, I think those are corpses on the floor, but as Mike says, like the messy art style makes it a bit difficult to tell in some places. Yeah. Like if you're going into a manga for, you like gross stuff and you really want to see that depicted well, this is not the one for you because it's so unclear half the time. I mean, would you rather it was a pile of limbs? Y yeah. I'd rather know what it is, <laughs> honestly. Because again, I think the idea is that the infection means that they're bleeding. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess that's probably what's happening. But yeah, like I, I guess that's what I guess that's the implication. I guess the the idea is they've all turned into fleshy mounds of tentacles or whatever. Yeah, but it's also because it's so messy. Even though it's like a fleshy, nondescript mound, it needs definition so you can actually tell that it's meant to be that. No, I can get that. Yeah, they just doesn't ever have it in this. Ugh, which is sad because, hey, I can appreciate, even if it is disgusting, I can appreciate good art. And this isn't, which is sad. Because uh, that could be like yeah. the one draw to it, to look at the, to, to look at the inventive and um, imaginative gore. But it's, it's just not there. I don't. I don't think it's. I agree that it's not brilliant. But I don't think it's bad. Like the pa panels are very messy and yeah, mm. as you mentioned earlier. But I kind of gather that when it's messy, it's probably gore and blood and bodies and stuff. <laughs> That's the thing, though. You have to use your imagination. You have well, to... no, I use what I've been taught earlier in the story. That this is what <laughs> happens when people get poopered. <laughs> poopered. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm actually impressed so far that we haven't done a poop. Until now. <laughs> well done. Thanks, Mike. <laughs> well, that's great. Well, we Eat the poo poo. There you go. <laughs> Eat the uh. pooper. <laughs> uh, it's more fun than this mango. <laughs> you can't see it, but I'm shaking my head. It was implied. <laughs> <laughs> and then after that, after that whole scene, like, of course, the protagonists escape of course they do yes and then it just gets really weird like granted it's weird up until this point but the plot just sort of can't it can't hold itself together anymore well, the plot goes hey we should probably like have a plot <laughs> have a plot yeah start like some of that explanation of what the fuck's actually going on yeah. two volumes in yeah they uh they feel the need to try and build something from what they've got, which is an admirable thing to do. Hang on, build the Not need. Like you're once. moaning that they don't for the plot and then you're moaning that they do. <laughs> no, I'm not moaning that they finally put a plot together. I'm moaning that they do it all at once in some of the most disjointed chapters ever. Where like it feels like they are written by completely different people who are like given the same brief but work completely separately from each other. So they're like tangentially connected and nothing else. Because in the following chapters, you get uh, this weird guy who who freed the freed the sister from her from her bondage. I'll say butterfly man. Yeah, who is a man made out of butterflies, who is the personification of, of the, the virus. virus. Yeah. Yes, it's super fucking weird, and he's just randomly in a house in the woods or something, 
and the brother is there for some reason and he because the guy rescued them and yep. the sister escaped as transformed as a monster and she flew to this magical place no up. one knows about Oh, yep. right. I completely missed all of that, because as far as I could tell, there was the chapter in between where after the stuff in the bunker, they again try to go back to like a normal kind of school life and they have people around for like a dinner party or something. No, that was the boy dreaming. Yep, because that, that was a dream. Happened. That was <laughs> yep. a dream, yeah. He was like, this is what our life might have been like if we didn't get infected. It is not said that it is a dream until it is suddenly revealed as a dream. Oh, I thought that was like, uh, like a final win. Like, oh, uh, here's our last supper, as it were, before we so, have to embrace. Yeah, okay. so basically, what happens is towards the end of the bunk thing, the sister transforms, goes on a bit of a rampage, murdering the people following her or them, yes. and then flies off because she's transformed into this monster for the second time at this point. Except wings this time. Uh, yes. So she flies off. She's like, no, I can't be here anymore. The. Uh, Butterfly Man, uh, we find, well, we get this flash, not even flashback, this like dream sequence of mm. the uh, brother, which we then find out as we see Butterfly Man comes across the corpse of the brother, essentially, because I don't think we mentioned this. The brother is actually a bit of an oddity in regards to the virus because he's actually rejecting the virus. So he should collapse into a mound of fleshy pile yeah flesh, yeah yeah he should do that because he's not transformed into a monster so the the infection has failed essentially but for some reason he's not he's gained this regenerative ability yeah because that's how viruses work <laughs> yeah and the, the maria the scientist lady does actually explain at one point like you will die at some point uh they don't know when but you will die and basically Butterfly Man comes across his corpse and he's like, well, the virus has finally got you because he's on the floor surrounded by fleshy growths, tendrils. Yeah. Tendrils, like, yeah. Well, he's like, well, you died. That's a shame. And then the brother gets up and he's like, oh, well, that's interesting. Your regenerative powers must have kept you alive somehow. Yep. I, it, like, he yeah. clearly just needed a rest for a while in a yeah. cocoon and of sorts. So, so the implication is while the brother was dead sure he he had this oh this is what our lives could have been like dream sequence thing yeah and then we find out that they're now in this magical place that no one in japan knows about because it's not on any maps apparently and it's been i want to say a month they said like 27 days or something yeah he said it's been a few days since something yeah. incident in the bunker yeah um and it's another now, lovely yeah. time skip which again is... I, I kind of don't mind it in that instance cause, again the implication is the brother has been dead yeah i guess so it's like he's woken up and it's like yeah you, you've been out of it for however long it is they've decided at that point yeah yeah it's just the fact it's like yeah you've managed to find your way to this place where the virus originated and i'm the manifestation of the virus and your sister's over here, but she's a monster still. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it, it's, it's so clumsy. <laughs> they, they feel the need to desperately throw together a plot rather than a concept, which the rest of it is. And it does it in such a disjointed way that 
one of us couldn't even realize it was a dream sequence. <laughs> no, yeah. it was. It, yeah, it's, it's it's a very weird thrown together thing as a whole, and that's pretty much where the two volumes end. I mean, in fairness, I will say that because obviously, we were, as I mentioned, it's never been done in English, so we're reading uh, scanlations of this, and it's clearly a different. It's a different person doing the last couple of chapters, so it could just be they didn't properly communicate that it's a dream and it is communicated in the original for all I know. But possible, but I don't even see a place where that could have been it. I I remember specifically reading something in like a narration box, like the brother basically saying to the reader, Oh, this is what our life would have been like if we didn't get infected. Like so it it was clear to me at least, like it wasn't it was admittedly a little weird when you just sort of read along, you're like, why are we suddenly slice of life, everything's going about as normal until you get to that oh, this isn't actually happening part. Yeah, it, it does make sense that it's a dream sequence but as with all dream sequences it feels like a bailout like it yeah. always feels like a bailout when you do a dream sequence. It's also just kind of a bit pointless. Yeah, like so much of this does feel a bit pointless or the only point being we're going to just show weirdly incestuous vibes and gore porn. That's all this is. And if you're into those things, more power to you. You might have found a manga for you. But everyone else, yeah. oh, this thing is a hot garbage dumpster fire. And it's not good. <laughs> like, it's really not. I don't see any plot threads that anyone could attach themselves to and think i want to know more about this the first chapter has some decent setup at that point i was gonna give it a chance but after that point it's the same thing over and over and over and doesn't go anywhere until the halfway point where it suddenly says oh wait plot that's a thing and then it tries to clumsily cobble something together some sort of conspiracy and it's 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 not it doesn't draw you in at all these didn't draw me in at all it's just not worth your time i don't think and granted this shit is infamous like i said before and right at the beginning of this podcast but i don't think it needs the notoriety that it has the infamy that it has it's not good but it's not that bad like, I'd like to say it's inoffensive, but I guess it's not inoffensive. Like, I'm not offended by how bad this is. It is, it is in many ways, the exact opposite of inoffensive. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, okay, fair well, enough. What offended but... you specifically then, Sean? No, I'm on about, like, the themes. Oh, right. Considering, you know, they, they couldn't air this. <laughs> sure, sure. At the same time, I question, why couldn't they? In some yeah, way, like, like there is so much. Worse I out don't there. ask me. I, just... I I do want to point something out. A story which does the similar themes much better. Tokyo Ghoul. All right, we're they gonna have a fight have here. Sense, they did have to censor Tokyo. Tokyo Ghoul. I have a note down. Was doing this worse because you think worse. Okay, it on. chickens out of cannibalism. It just goes. They're cannibals, but they're coffee. Coffee. Coffee <laughs> solves everything. It's a shonen now. Coffee, coffee solves everything. Solve everything. Coffee solves everything. Coffee solves everything in real life, so it makes sense to do it in anime. I just like to me that always drove me up the wall because I was very interested in Tokyo Ghoul, and then it's just uh, they can just get around these problems of coffee, and like, why do I care? That you've just made a shonen. Got it. <laughs> okay, so my defense as to why it's better 
is because yes, they do say you can have coffee, but they also do say you can't live on coffee. They still have to eat human flesh in that. Now you could make an argument they bail out from that by saying they go to in Tokyo Ghoul, they go to a uh, famous suicide and accident points and they pick up dead bodies from there. See that that you could that's a legitimate argument on them bailing out of this idea. The reason why I say it is it? No, it's it's a legitimate idea because oh, they sorry. it's it's an idea of saying that they bail out of it because they at no point say they have to eat living people, they have to eat living flesh. Like, oh we just eat dead people. But I mean at the same token, I feel like that's I don't want to say valid, that's a weird way of putting it, but <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> but like actually if it's just similar to in this, they never say you have to eat living people. That's true. It's just you have to no, eat human don't. meat. Well, yeah, would would there be moral issues aside, obviously, with all of this? Yep. <laughs> would there be any problems eating dead people rather than her constantly trying to eat her brother? That's that's not something we explore, in fairness. In, it's it's in not. Battle. But they never establish it. Is that a thing that can be done? Oh, there's a shit ton of stuff they don't explore in this, which I'll get to in a second. You know, I couldn't get out of an episode without an actual rant. Um, but... <laughs> The reason why I think, just to finish my point, the reason why I think Tokyo Ghoul is better is not because they turn it into a shonen. Uh, it's because they try to explore these ideas without focusing on making it gross. They have the grossness, and yes, it is censored in most versions, but it's less censored than this was in the anime adaptation. Yes. Because they realized that they needed to show the grotesque side of things to be able to juxtapose against the moral quandaries involved. And that's what they do in Tokyo Ghoul. In this, there is no moral quandary. Not really. She doesn't like doing it, and that's about I it. I would argue it's more in this than Tokyo Ghoul where they run away from the problem by just inventing other solutions for it. Like, don't get me wrong, the whole qualm of like, can, like eating dead people or eating suicide victims, that's an interesting thing. I don't recall the series doing much with that because I mainly recall it being go work in a cafe with coffee, problem solved. Hey. <laughs> I just yeah that uh, that drove me up the wall. But but again, I only admittedly I've only seen about eight or nine episodes of it. I think ironically because I was waiting for Blu-ray releases which weren't censored. So uh, <laughs> fair. I do recall specifically with Tokyo Ghoul. I think it was there was like one scene where when it aired it was basically like the only bit you could see was like a tiny little sliver in like the bottom left corner or something like that the rest was just censored black and and i've not watched tokyo Ghoul or read it so i don't know what the scene was but everyone's just like oh what's even the fucking point of watching it now <laughs> yeah so you, you you're basically just watching a black screen yeah i think a lot of it leans into because a lot of the powers are like blood powers if I remember correctly so like their blood takes solid form in some way so I'm yeah, guessing something like that. they went no you can't you can't show all this gore get that they, out here. they have like these weird it's revealed at some point they have like these weird uh, insect pods or something in them which right. can manifest in various ways uh, yeah they, it's a lot of this is an explanation for a thing these people can do and it's like yeah, okay whatever um, they also they also do have in that show the main faction of people like the the protagonists 
They are a separatist faction of ghouls that don't want to eat human flesh, whereas all the antagonists are, yeah, we'll just kill people. So that's the idea there. It's talking about different schools of thought. No, that's that's absolutely fine to say. Yeah. I just wish Whether that makes it better or not is up nah. to you. <laughs> and yeah, Pooba doesn't even try to discuss anything like this, which no. is why I think Tokyo Ghoul's better. But again, opinion. I don't feel like Poopa tries to discuss much of anything, really. It doesn't, though. Poopa is more a tale about two people trying to survive in a world that's been turned upside down than it is an exploration of the <laughs> themes it brings up, at least in these two volumes. I would agree, with the exception of I feel like we get exactly one chapter of them trying to live a normal life after stuff goes horribly wrong. Not including the dream sequence. <laughs> Not including the dream sequence. <laughs> Which, as I've now learned, wasn't an <laughs> Yeah, Because you, you basically get like the, the little bit just after the first chapter where she thinks her brother's dead and she's going out with a friend shopping. Mm -hmm. uh, you get the bit where they go, they do actually go to school for like a day. Yep. Um, and they go to like karaoke. And then that, that's it in terms of like normal day life because then they get kidnapped and then uh, it's yeah well yeah, sure but that's not them not wanting to have a normal daily it's life it's not but my point is more <laughs> it feels weird to say this is the tale of people trying to have trying to survive trying to have a yeah. normal life when their life is very clearly not normal in any way at this point and i get what you're saying they're trying to but you can't have that as the theme of your story when I would argue that's the theme of a lot of stories with supernatural powers of people trying to live normal lives and resist. Yes, but the the, the, dif the difference them. is typically in those stories they have the opportunity to go about their normal lives. They they can be like, no, I am not a vampire. I'm going to be a normal person. I'll take a nighttime job and do this, that, the other. And oh god, I want to eat people. <laughs> Whereas this is just like, okay, yeah, we'll we'll like. Could try and go about our daily lives, and that lasts all of a day before they get kidnapped. And it's like it—it's not a story of them trying to have normal lives at that point. It's—it is them trying to survive, as you say. It's—it's—it's it's, it's all very disjointed and in keeping with the art style. Messy. You don't ever feel like this story wants to tell a story. It—it it has a few plot points thrown together, but nothing cohesive. I feel like what happened was they must have come up with the idea of this like virus or something. Sure, yeah. And they must have had like some really cool backstory behind it. Like, oh yeah, there's this place that's not on the maps and it was hidden away there for like 500 years or whatever and mm -hmm. suddenly it gets released and then maybe seemingly random people start getting infected, including our main character, because we need a vehicle to explore the mystery, basically. Mm -hmm. And I feel that's kind of what happened. Like they had a idea for a backstory, but then just didn't develop it. The, yeah, they didn't really have any vehicle to tell it. Yeah, so they I'd kind of that. threw one together in the form of the sister and the brother, and went, "Oh yeah, one of them gets infected by it." That sort of demonstrates what the virus is, and it's like, "Oh, what's this weird virus?" And then they're like, e "Yeah," then it just sort of all starts falling apart. <laughs> Very much so. I uh, there's just a bunch of logical issues in it as well, and this is where the rant comes into play, because the, okay, so the logic is, she wants to eat him. He he needs to be eaten. 
sure, okay. But there are so many other options available. For example, and like so many logical issues, like for you pointed one out earlier, where why do they just let them go about their daily lives if they're trying to stop people finding out about this? Why would they not just keep them in a lab? Um, why do they? Why does she have to eat the brother specifically? Why can't she eat corpses like they do in uh, Tokyo Ghoul? And the biggest one for me: Why does her eating him have to be painful? If we know for a fact he's going to regenerate, which we do, it's well established. Why not just drug him up to the eyeballs during each one? Granted, you'd have to deal with a in different kind of trauma. Fairness, I think in the operating scene they say they can't get him under with anesthesia. Anesthesia, fine, but why not just they a have, bunch yeah. of painkillers? Why not just like fucking yeah? I think you know what? I think I found the one good reason to start a heroin habit. There you go. <laughs> This is like the one reason in the right, entire world. Right, okay, like, okay, right, you're right. a ten-year-old kid. Just go, <laughs> go get some heroin right now. Do Wait, it. whoa, whoa, whoa! Is he fucking ten? I don't know how old he is. The point <laughs> is, he's he's not go 10. to school. Go, go get heroin right now. Do it. Sure, if I'm uh, determined enough, I would. <laughs> but yeah, it's like they do nothing to dull the pain. Nothing. So, so just a random thought I had here, and I, obviously I understand why they wouldn't do this. But at the same time, I wonder why they didn't, mm-hmm. or why the scientist lady didn't suggest this. He can yep. regenerate. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we know, obviously, as Mike's pointed out, he's got to go through the pain of just getting bitten by the girl every time. Unless she doesn't like putting him in pain. Why, why not just, like, stop off a carving off some meat for, yeah. like, a day and stock some up? I don't know. Yeah, like, okay, so it would suck, obviously. <laughs> yeah, but it would, off but you're going to go... go you're going through the pain anyway with her biting him. Yeah, like, like, yeah, like, literally, just cut off a leg, let it grow back a bit, cut a bit off the end. <laughs> yeah, like, just make, get a few steaks every so often. <laughs> yeah. Store, Although, store in the freezer, right? <laughs> as much as I would like to jump on this train, this is the one <laughs> thing they do actually explain at one point. Do they? Uh, kind of. Because um, there's one part where he wakes up from being eaten. and he's looking around his room there's just like viscera all over his room he's like oh it still grosses me out that i gotta throw away my internal organs so clearly you don't cut a brother in half and get two brothers like no no, i'm I'm not even talking about that i'm like literally just saying like lop off a bit of thigh let it grow back lop it off although this does point out why is he throwing the internal organs away if he has to keep doing it save them for later (laughs) yeah Refrigerate that shit. <laughs> I mean, it's never said, but I'm guessing there's a thing where it has to be like living or recently dead. Well, considering, thing, presumably, yeah, it has to be fresh. But and as I say, I can understand why they wouldn't do that. But well, all I'm saying is, on the off chance I ended up in a similar situation and I had to go through all that pain anyway, I'd be like, you know what? Let's just get it all done in one day. Let's yeah, stock up on some. Die or whatever. With the whole like lopping off limbs thing, I think at that point they don't know the extent of his regenerative powers, so they don't realize you can literally cut off a leg and it'll be a fine. I mean, they straight up thought he died in the first chapter. All of them thought he died. He was Even straight up decapitated. Scientists were like, wait, you're alive? That's fucking weird. 
yeah, like he came back from having his head cut off, bitten off. Sorry, it's like at a certain point, if you can regenerate brainstem and brain and all of that, and still retain a personality and everything that was stored in there to begin with, you can survive losing a leg. But he doesn't know that really at that point, and she doesn't know that really at that point. So, and they're never told that because Maria doesn't care about that. So. There is not a single character in this that I like. <laughs> I mean, there's usually fair. at least one. There's usually at least one character in these trash. Oh, do you not like Butterfly like? Boy? I do not like Butterfly Boy. <laughs> I don't like any of the characters. Like, like I, I, I don't know if I have much more to say about this thing. It's, it's bad. It's bad. I mean, let's, let's. I mean, we've been going for a bit at this point, so let's move yeah. towards the conclusion. The Mike. Oh man, second half. <laughs> <laughs> No. Mike, would you read more of this? Would you buy Pooper if it ever gets released? No and no, purely because reading this, it was, it was not the hardest thing to read in the world, but it just sort of made me sad. Not in a it's a depressing story kind of way, just in a uh, get on with it kind of way. Just like, let it be done. This is stupid. We all know it's stupid. It's just not worth your time. Like, just don't. It's so dull. Considering what they're talking about, it is dull. They don't do anything interesting, and it's just an excuse for gore porn. And if you're into that, honestly, there's better options. So, nah, don't bother, in my opinion. Uh, here's mine. Uh, as you may have guessed from the fact that I've been the antagonist for a lot of these conversations, I think it's alright. And I don't give a shit about gore porn. Uh, it's... It explores something about Sean here. <laughs> <laughs> I like it because it explores themes and topics that you don't really see in 99.9% of manga, for better and for worse. I'm not going to say that it's a perfectly written story. It's not. I'm not going to defend the art. It's a hot mess, it, both ways at times. But it, sure. yeah, I there's something about it. I don't feel the narrative is or the writing is as bad as Mike has made it out to be at points. I do resonate with some of the characters and themes i as i've said i look forward to seeing how the two of them kind of help each, pull each other towards the light and save each other from the virus if that's the way it goes i look forward to finding out i would like to know more about the origin of the virus like how did this start because that seems like it could be an interesting story there i'm interested in like the father's motivations and what's going on there clearly he's a piece of shit but there seems to be a bit more behind that like a reasoning to it who knows what it is? Like we won't find out at this point, apart from that he's a psychopath. Mm. As it, I, t to me, there's there are threads of interest, and while it's, I'm not going to say it's the best thing we read. That's still fly me to the moon. But it's, I wasn't put off by this. I want, I left, and I wouldn't mind reading more. So I, I don't know if I'd go out and pay the money for it if it came out. Uh, obviously, I'm not going to watch the anime adaptation because that's trash. But uh, I, I, I don't hate this. I think you know, there's, there's threads and there's ideas here that are interesting and I'd like to see taken to their conclusion, however that may be. So, yeah. Would I read more? I guess. Just only if it gets licensed, which it never will. Good. So what you're saying is you're copping out and saying yes. <laughs> it's a soft yes. Okay, I tell you what. If uh, if anyone, uh, if any of the publishers at any point 
actually think, you know what would be a good licensing choice? <laughs> that incest implied cannibalism series from like a decade ago, then sure, I'll, I'll buy it just to applaud them for doing it. You just need one weirdo. That's all you need. <laughs> one weirdo in a position of power, and it's boom, done. How much would it cost to license it and get one copy of each volume printed? <laughs> I mean, it's in French, so if you want to... <laughs> Why French? <laughs> I don't know. Why is the world God only knows only in German? Oh, that's that's property and a half right there. <laughs> Just sometimes they get licensed in other European countries for some reason. Is that another upcoming episode you were talking about there? No, no, because no. me and Phil both like that. Great. Oh, oh damn. It, it, it is actually a series both Sean and I would buy. Yeah, I, th I don't think you'd like it, Mike. But... Oh, man, I'd love another episode where I'm constantly fighting uphill. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm down to do that for a series. Like, I, I could quite happily reread it. Oh, right, okay, for an episode, right? I'm with you. <laughs> Entire series. <laughs> Maybe, maybe at some point, but but dragging us back to this. So Ugh, you've got me, me, surprisingly, on the positive side, Mike, unsurprisingly, on the negative side. Phil, where do you sit on Poopa? Would you buy more? Uh, would you read more? I would not buy this, no. Um, would I read more? Uh, probably not. I didn't find it that offensive, despite what I've been saying. But I'm also not that attached to the story. About the only thing I actually am kind of interested in is the virus itself. And it feels like that would be resolved in like the next chapter. And beyond that, I, I don't care. I didn't care about any of the stories. I uh, Any of the characters, they were just whatever. As, as I said, for me, it feels more like they had this cool idea for a virus and then they needed to build a story around that but just didn't really know how in some ways. And as it might be, it all ties together in those last three volumes we've not read, but... Eh, I will I'm, say I'm it, does, it does help with the whole, like, winning me over thing that is a relatively short series of five volumes. Like, this if true, someone yeah. pitched this out to me as, oh, it's, it's still going now, ten years later, I'd be like, eh, maybe not. <laughs> yeah, that, don't get me wrong, that's definitely a Plus, like, there's there's series we've done on the um, the podcast already where it's like, uh, yeah, this like even once I've said like, yeah, it's great, but it's still going. I don't know where the ending is, kind of thing. Mm. And those kind of things are a bit hard to give a definite yes to. Uh, whereas this, if I was a bit more interested in the story, I'd be like, yeah, it's only five volumes. We've already read half of it by this point. But uh, no, I just am not that invested in it. Yeah, I will say, while this shit is infamous, I think it's more infamous for the terrible anime adaptation because I don't see why the manga is so deriled. It's not good, and I will stand by my statement earlier of it not being good, but it's not the worst thing. I, like, we have reviewed much worse on this show. I, we have, and I... Yeah, just I'm just gonna go with not worth the time. I'm I'm gonna pose the standard question then, Mike. This or rent a girlfriend? <laughs> Do I have to? Like I'm gonna get with standard answer. I'd rather fucking die. <laughs> <laughs> like gun to your head, pull the trigger. Cool, <laughs> done. 
<laughs> Fair enough. Well, although honestly, actually, that was an exaggerated response for the sake of le comedy. I would honestly <laughs> rather read this than rent a girlfriend. <laughs> like so there you I have it, to. folks. Cooper gets fully approved by all three members. <laughs> you have um... not been listening. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, to uh, to use a mic a phrase there, let's pull the trigger on this episode. Let's uh, bring it to a close. <laughs> let's put it out of its misery. See, I was going to do a segue that would be to do with Persona Three, Mike. But you're not playing that one on your Twitch stream. You're playing oh. Persona Five. So where can people? The Twitch stream itself is Twitch.tv/Berserker. B-E-R-S-E-K-R-E-R, and I'm at Twitter at the same name and Facebook at the same name. Yeah, and hopefully you're still playing it because I've realised this comes out in a month or so. Oh, after I'll, recorded. You've seen Persona Five. How long that thing goes on for? I'll definitely still be playing it by this point. You, you played until six in the morning, Mike. And I yet know. I'm less than ten percent. Palace. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's done that in two play sessions. It. I'll trust me. I'll still be on it. <laughs> uh, Phil, where can they find you on the interweb? Uh, Twitter. At Phenaxian, P-H-E-N-A-X-K-I-A-N. That's it. Brilliant. Hey, I mean, hey, if they're playing Genshin, they might see you around on there at some point. Uh, not likely, because they'd have to join my party. I have co-op turned off. Ah, fair enough. In that case, you won't. Well, in that case, use his Twitter to uh, tell him what he <laughs> should subject us to. <laughs> you, could al- you could also do that. Yeah, I mean, if you want to send in recommendations to the podcast, by all means, send them to either any of us or to the podcast Twitter itself at Trash Manga Cast, where you can see all the latest kind of updates on uh, new episodes going live, uh, anything we're doing with the show, me pointing out hilariously titled license choices by Yen Press and other companies. Those are some beautiful p- tweets you're doing there. You can um, also have a fun uh, guessing game of has Phil read it or not? <laughs> uh, yeah, it's every, every isekai I want, I do genuinely have to ask, will Phil have read this? Smart bet is yes. Yeah, I was going to say, surprisingly often, yes. <laughs> I think it's about 50-50 at the moment. Okay. Oh, you're slipping. Okay. I, I, I might have missed a few tweets. But uh, <laughs> I, I want to say about 50-50. But yeah, make sure to follow that. Uh, if you want, you can follow me at King S-L-A-Z-O-K-I-N-G, for uh, terrible opinions on Gacha and games and other things but uh let's 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 bring this to a close uh phil now that now that me and mike have had our fun subjecting you to our definitions of trash what's what's yeah what's i mean you chose this mike you brought this upon yourself i regret it but not for the usual reasons (laughs) but phil it's it's your chance to get some revenge now No, no more halloween episodes doesn't have to be tied to an anime so what have you picked You know what? We've covered so much horror. I figured let's keep the horrendousnessness going. Start the landing. I like it. Horrendousnessness, horrificness. Also, not a word. Go on. Let's keep it going with a modern day retelling of a classical Japanese tale. What could go wrong? And on that note. We'll see you next fortnight to see exactly how everything goes wrong. Bye, everybody.